The Little Old Haven Mysteries Episode 2 Night of the Zombie Chicken Breasts Warning, this episode may not be suitable for vegetarians. On an otherwise ordinary evening at Burke House, shocking things came to attention during the evening meal. Chris folded her arms and turned her head away from her plate. I'm not eating it, she announced. Her mother sighed. Why not, she asked. I know you don't like vegetables, but what's wrong with the chicken? It just wiggled its leg, Chris said, shuddering. Her father started laughing. His wife punched him on the arm. Don't be silly. It's dead, she said. I can assure you that it was definitely dead when I bought it from the butchers, and I'm sure it still is. Oh well, if Chris wants to be a vegetarian, I don't see anything wrong with it, her father said. Oh no, Chrissy's mother said, I'm not having that. It starts with not eating meat, then she'll be out till all hours drinking and joining them funny cults. She won't, there's no harm in it. It wiggled its leg! And how many vegetarians do you know that hold down a decent job? Her mother asked. Plenty, her father replied. There's, you know, and what's his name, and, mm, see? But there might be loads of vegetarians all around the place. You might just not know. It's not the sort of thing people have tattooed across their forehead. Hi, I'm Jeff and I'm a vegetarian. It's just not something people always mention. Yes, but... It's leg! Yes, yes, we get it. You don't want to eat the chicken, her mother said. You don't have to go pretending it moved. Just don't eat it. But it did, Chris insisted. I saw it. I don't want to eat it if it's still alive. It might climb out of my stomach and up my throat and then it might eat me to get me back. That's just silly, her father said. Krista, really? We are trying to eat here. For one, it hasn't got a mouth, her father continued. Her mother shot an icy glare at her husband. Just eat it, she demanded. But, but... Needless to say, Chris went to bed without any tea that night. Her stomach was rumbling, but at least there wasn't a suspicious chicken in it. She did worry about the chicken that her mother had thrown in the bin, though. Maybe it would climb out of the bin and get them when they were least expecting it. Hey, you know what? Chris said to her friend Tom as they sat at the back of a particularly boring history lesson. She and Tom had been best friends since they started primary school. What? Tom said. Last night, I saw a zombie chicken breast, she told him. A Tom began, looking terrified. Be quiet back there, the history teacher said, shaking a gnarled finger at them. If you don't listen now, you'll never find out what happened in the Spanish Armada. I'll tell you later, Chris whispered. Neither of them did find out what happened in the Spanish Armada. Chris always found it impossible to concentrate in history. The teacher had a ridiculously boring voice. And as for Tom, he spent the rest of the lesson biting his nails at the very thought of the terrible monsters Chris had spoken of. Did you say zombie chicken breasts? Tom asked when the lesson had finished and they were walking out of the classroom. Uh-huh, Chris said. What was it like? Was it terrifying? Tom asked. Wait, no, I don't want to know. Well, maybe it wasn't a zombie, Chris said. 
I don't know, but it was weird. Why? Well, I had chicken for my tea last night. I mean, I didn't. It kind of wiggled its leg and I didn't dare eat it. Tom held both of his hands up to his mouth. That's it. I'm not eating chicken ever again. Me neither, said Chris. So you, you really think it was a z -z -z zombie? I I'm not sure, Chris said. I think this will need some investigating. We can stop by the butcher's shop on the way home. Maybe there'll be some there. Oh, no way, Tom said. I'm not going anywhere near chickens now. Would you rather do that or wait until they come and get you? No, I don't want to be eaten by zombie chicken breasts. What are you on about, you baby? A boy said as he passed them in the corridor. Shut up, Derek, Chris said. Who does he think he is? She said when he'd gone. Oh, aren't you scared of him? Tom said. Everyone is, and he's two years older than us. I'm safe because he won't hit girls, Chris said with a grin. Besides, you're scared of everything. I'm not scared of everything, he said. Yes, you are, Chris told him. What about the toilet on the top floor of the science block? You mean the one that's haunted? That place gives me the creeps. Okay, I guess it is pretty scary, Chris said. But we're still going to the butcher shop after school. You're coming with me even if I have to drag you. Oh no, Tom said. Dead animals are bad enough without them being alive again. Hello, little chillens, the butcher said, waving his knife around merrily. He wasn't the sort of man you expected to be a butcher. He wasn't red-faced, and neither was he almost as wide as he was tall. His blood-stained apron suggested serial killer rather than purveyor of meat products. Hello, Mr Oppenheimer, Chris said, Tom hiding behind her. Would you by any chance be looking for some meat? The butcher said, grinning and showing a row of crooked yellow teeth. Yep, said Chris. Oh, good, Mr Oppenheimer said. It just so happens I have a special on trotters today. Oh, we don't want to buy any meat, Chris said. We just come to look. Then perhaps you should try the meat library, yes? The butcher said, smiling even wider. This establishment is for paying customers only, not for the gawpers and the browsers. But we'll only be a minute. Stop looking at my meats! The butcher shrieked. Okay, bye-bye, Mr. Oppenheimer, Chris said as Tom dragged her out of the shop. Oh, I forgot how totally scary the butcher is, he said. I was too busy thinking about zombie chickens. Mr. Oppenheimer? Nah, he's not scary. He's just foreign. He'd be perfectly normal in his home country, said Chris. You think so, said Tom. What country does he come from? I don't know, said Chris. Hey, did you not see some meat? Well, I tried not to, but it was kind of impossible, Tom said. Did you notice a chicken sort of jiggling about? Tom said. Chickens normally do that, right? Please tell me they normally do that. Not that I know of, said Chris. I think we may be onto something. Oh, I knew we shouldn't have gone in there. Before, we just thought there were zombie chickens. Now we know there are. So, Chris said, tapping her chin. The butcher wasn't much help, but he did give me an idea. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Go home and hide under our beds, Tom said in hope. Tom, where are you? I need your help over here, Chris called. Tom carried the book he was reading over to the aisle that Chris had called him from. The town library was always somehow darker than it ever was outside, with mysterious breezes that made Tom think that ghosts were brushing past him. He shuddered. 
We should definitely leave the chickens alone, Chris, Tom said, waving the book he was carrying, the big book of avian diseases. Chris was trying to climb up the shelves to reach a book she had spotted, named simply, Chickens? Give me a boost, I know I can reach it, Chris said. Okay, but don't fall. Chris stood on Tom's shoulders and he lifted her up. She wobbled and Tom gripped her ankles. Just as her hand closed on the slim volume, the feeling of a presence caused them both to tumble to the ground. What are you doing in here, Christa Burke and Thomas Layton? A deep but quiet voice rumbled. They scrambled to their feet. The librarian was the tallest person in Little Old Haven, and perhaps, Chris thought, maybe the world. Nobody knew the librarian's name. We were just looking for a book. We'll only be a minute, Chris said. She picked up chickens from the floor and flipped it to look at the back cover. Oh, it's just a cyberpunk thriller. Never mind, I'll read it later. You know that unaccompanied children are not allowed in the library, the librarian said, taking the big book of avian diseases and secreting it in what they could only imagine was a secret book-shaped pocket in their voluminous robes. You know that you are the reason why unaccompanied children are not allowed in the library. Chris looked at Tom and smirked. Tom cracked a smile, but also managed to look guilty. A mysterious wind seemed to propel them towards the library's heavy wooden doors. Chris didn't remember the librarian taking chickens from her, but she no longer had it when they were outside. I know, let's go to the occult shop. Mrs Burgess and Felicity might know what's going on. Oh no, Tom moaned. It's way creepy in there. Felicity, your friends are here. Rosanna called. Felicity ran down the stairs and stopped when she saw Tom and Chris. Oh, it's you two. She turned to her mother. These are not my friends. Yes, we are, Chris said, grinning. You can't choose your friends. Your friends choose you. Well, I am in the middle of an important divination. I must go before the ancients grow restless, Mrs Burgess said, sweeping out of the room. What is it you want? Felicity asked impatiently. Well, we wondered if you could help us with something, Chris said. Tom, who had been shifting from foot to foot, suddenly blurted out, The zombie chicken breasts are going to come and get us. The what? Felicity said. The chickens, Chris said. We think they're coming back to life. That's just stupid. Go ahead and play whatever silly make-believe games you want, but don't include me. But we need your help, Felicity shook her head. Zombie chicken breasts. Oh, come on. Is that the best you can come up with? But it's true. We saw one move. With our own eyes, Chris said. Yeah, it is, Tom agreed. I saw one too. Felicity laughed. They wouldn't even make horror movies about something like that. You gotta believe us. We're not lying. Ha, I won't believe it until I see it, said Felicity. And maybe not even then. The following night, Chris and Tom were sitting on the town common. Zombie chickens forgotten for the time being. See anything yet? Chris asked. Nope, Tom replied. Chris stopped scanning the skies for a moment and put down her binoculars. She poked Tom in the ribs. No wonder you're not seeing anything, she said. You're not even looking. But Marty needs trimming. Chris looked down at the bonsai cactus that Tom called Marty. He wasn't allowed any pets, so he spent all his time looking after the cactus. Chris was frankly a bit worried. Forget about stupid Marty, Chris said. We have to look out for UFOs. Remember, that reporter from the Little Old Haven Bonanza told us to. I think he was being sarcastic, Tom said. 
No way, he needs us to keep watch. If we see anything, we can call him and then we'll all be famous. She picked up Tom's binoculars and shoved them at him. Tom sighed and looked through them, not seeing much other than clouds and the odd star. Then he got bored and started looking out across town. At least there was something to look at over there. Then, without warning, something horrible came into view. Chris felt Tom prodding her in the arm and whispering something. But she'd just caught sight of something in the sky, and she was certain it wasn't a bird, and almost 80% sure it wasn't a plane. Then Tom wrenched the binoculars out of her hands. Hey, she said. I think I had something then. But there's something more important, Tom hissed hurriedly. Look that way. What? Why are you whispering? Chris asked, finding herself whispering too. I don't see anything. It's too cloudy over there. Now the sky, Tom told her. Look out over the town. Thomas Layton, you better not be watching people getting undressed through windows. I'm not, Tom protested. Just look. Why don't they have curtains? It suddenly dawned on Chris why Tom was looking more terrified than usual. Making its way towards them was what looked to all the world like a chicken breast. It was shambling along on its stumps and wiggling its wings to steady itself. Chris dropped the binoculars on the grass and covered her mouth. Did you just see what I saw? She asked. I hope not, Tom said. It was a real zombie chicken breast, Chris said, emphasising the capital letters. Tom put his binoculars to his eyes timidly, then quickly took them away again. There's more of them, Chris. He squealed. Wow, it's an actual horde of zombie chicken breasts, Chris said, momentarily in awe. What do we do? What do we do? Tom gibbered. Well, if we want to go down in history for being the zombie chicken breast slayers, we'll need a plan, Chris said purposely, hitting her palm with her fist. I don't think I want to go down in history, Tom said. It usually involves dying. Sure you do, Chris said, standing up. Just think about it. When we walk by... People will point and say, hey look, it's the zombie chicken slayers. Tom stood up and pulled at Chris's sleeve. Let's just go home the other way. Chris set off in the direction of the unspeakable monsters. Hey, what are you doing? Tom called after her. Don't leave me here. Wait for me. He hurried to catch up with her. Hmm, right. So, how do you kill zombies? Chris said, putting a finger up to her mouth. Mmm, silver bullets? Tom hazarded. No, that's werewolves. And sticks are for vampires. I think for zombies, you have to chop their heads off. Uh, Chris, Tom said, stopping as Chris walked on. I think Mr Oppenheimer got there before us. Chris stopped and looked over her shoulder at Tom. Then she turned to look back at the approaching horde. Oh yeah, she said lamely. She ran back to stand with her friend. What do we do if zombies don't have heads? Oh, I don't know. Zombie movies are too frightening. I always hide and miss all that kind of stuff, Tom said. I never thought we'd actually need to know it. Hmm, if this is a test on zombies, I don't think I've studied enough, Chris said. I've watched nearly every zombie movie ever made, even the ones my parents told me I wasn't allowed to. I must have missed a really important one that tells you how to kill zombies that don't have heads. As Chris was prattling on, Tom was staring at the approaching horde of zombie chickens. They moved jerkily, and some kept falling over, because they had not only been robbed of their heads, but most of their legs as well. Chris walked over to the horde, and Tom reached out to grab her, but he was too slow. Chris, what are you doing? 
She didn't answer. She walked up to the nearest one and gave it an experimental prod with her foot. It wobbled, but otherwise seemed unfazed. Chris drew her foot back and gave it a kick. It flew a few metres and knocked over another as it landed. With some effort, both of the fallen zombie chicken breasts managed to get back up. Tom screamed as something touched the back of his leg. He looked round and saw a zombie chicken behind him. That wasn't the only one behind him. There was a lot. At least as many as there were in front of him. Chris! He wailed, running over to her. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? He clutched at the lapels of her shirt. There's a phone box up there. If we can just get past all of this lot, we can call Felicity. But there's hundreds of them, Tom said. Just kick them if they come too close. That seems to work. And whatever you do, don't fall over. I know that, Tom said indignantly. They started to make their way through the horde, Chris merrily kicking the reanimated chicken breasts out of the way, and Tom keeping close behind. But what good will calling Felicity do? Shouldn't we call the police or something? What will the police do? Chris said, sending another flying with her foot. Even if they believe us, all they can do is shout, Stop! Are you under arrest? And what will they do with a lot of zombie chicken breasts in the cells? Hmm, actually, the prisoners might have a good feast. Or the chickens might. Tom shuddered. Do you really think they eat people? Hmm, I'm not sure about that one. You've got to admit they do lack one important thing. Mouths. But if you think about it, dogs don't chase cats to eat them. So when they kill everyone, what are they going to do then? Tom said, becoming more and more worried. I don't know, Chris said as she propelled three chickens in a row in different directions. Maybe they'll take over the world and set up their own government or something. When they got to the telephone box, they ran in and shut the door. Uh, do you have any money? Chris asked. Tom shook his head. Don't you? Nope, said Chris. Hmm, we'll have to do reverse charges. I hope she picks up. She picked up the receiver and dialed the number. Tom stared through the glass at the zombie chickens. They were still trying to get to them, and some kept walking into the sides of the phone box and falling over. This had better be important, Felicity's voice said on the other end of the phone. It is, Chris said. There's zombie chickens are everywhere. Hmm, that's funny. I'm looking out the window and I can't see one. You said you'd believe it when you saw them. Come and see for yourself, Chris told her. You're just winding me up, aren't you? We're not, Tom said, leaning over to speak into the phone. We promise we're telling the truth, Chris said. We're near the town common. There's loads of them here. Seriously. If I come out and see, will you leave me alone? Yep, said Chris. But the zombie chicken breast might not. Yeah, right, said Felicity, and hung up the phone. She's going to come see, Chris said. Did you ask her to bring stuff to make them dead again? Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, well, we'll have to improvise. She should be here soon. Five minutes later, Felicity came into view fighting her way through the horde of chicken breasts that were gathering around her. She eventually got to the phone box, pushed the door open, gasping for breath. So, do you believe us now? Chris said as she and Tom shifted to accommodate the extra person. She ended up pushed up against the phone. Well, they do look like zombie chicken breasts, I have to admit, Felicity said. Of course they do, Tom said. What else could they be? It could be an illusion, said Felicity. Or we could all be hallucinating. Why would chickens be suddenly coming back to life? 
Chris asked. You should know. You know all about that voodoo type stuff. I don't know, said Felicity. It's completely stupid. The people coming back to life isn't any more sensible. I'm really glad it's not people, Tom gibbered. What do they want? They keep banging into the phone box. Brains, of course, Chris said matter-of-factly. That's what zombies always want. But how are they going to get our brains? Felicity asked. They have no beaks, or even any claws. And what use will brains be to them? They've got no heads. I suppose, Chris said. They don't really have any short bits. They're just all naked and flabby. But what if they all jump on you at once? Tom said. You'd have no chance. Well, there's no point standing around in this telephone box, said Felicity. We should do something at least. Let's just go home, Tom suggested. Maybe they'll be gone by tomorrow morning. Yeah, and the whole town could be dead, Chris said. We've got to stop them. But how do you stop something like that? They've already been dead once. Killing them again won't do much good. Don't you know any spells or anything to get rid of them? Chris asked Felicity. Hmm. My mum would, but she's at a stupid pagan and Wiccan society meeting tonight, so we can't call her. But spells aren't really that difficult. She just seems to make it up as she goes along. Okay, let's try it. Felicity opened the door of the phone box. A couple of zombie chickens fell in. Tom squealed. Felicity stepped over them while they were still on the floor, legs and wings wiggling. Abracadabra, Chris said, waving her arms. Be zombies no more, chickens! I'm staying in here, Tom said, trying to shut the door behind him. Chris grabbed hold of him. No, you're not, she said, pulling him outside. Felicity looked thoughtful for a moment. Evil spirits, I invoke thee, she said in an over-the-top theatrical voice. Mm, This is stupid, she muttered, then continued. Leave the bodies of these chicken breasts and be gone from this earth. She glanced around. Nothing seemed to be happening. Er, so mort it be? She hazarded. Tom grabbed hold of Felicity's shoulder, almost tripping over a couple of chicken breasts. Why isn't it working? He asked. I don't know, said Felicity. Maybe I'm not doing it right. I don't know the right spells. Say these really are zombie chicken breasts. We'll need to know what's controlling them, or we'll never get rid of them. Tom looked over at Chris. Felicity followed his gaze. She looks like she's having a good time at least, she said, watching Chris happily kicking chicken breasts out of the way. Felicity set off in Chrissy's direction, her progress severely hampered by the reanimated chickens swarming around her feet. Hey, wait for me! Tom cried, running after her. He tripped and caught hold of her arm, but this made Felicity lose her balance and fall headlong into the sea of moving meat. Felicity swore as she and Tom hit the ground, as well as several chickens. She expected immediately to be covered by the horrible monsters, but when she opened her eyes, she saw what looked like an accident at a chicken wrapping factory. They were surrounded by perfectly normal-looking chicken breasts, which may have been many things, but one thing they were was not moving. Chris hurried towards them as quickly as she could. A circle of chickens around them had suddenly fallen motionless. How did you do that? she asked. I don't know, said Felicity, standing up. We're alive, Tom said, looking around himself at the fallen chickens. It's a miracle! Mm, All I did was say a, a, a bad word, Felicity said. Which one? Chris asked. Never you mind. 
Chris suddenly looked very excited. Wow, she said. Do you think swearing kills them? Felicity shrugged. I guess it's worth a try, she said. Chris turned round and shouted, Big bottoms! The chickens all around her fell down, and unlike when she kicked them, they didn't get up again. Chris laughed gleefully and clapped her hands. Well, zombie chickens are stupid, Felicity said. It only follows that they can only be killed by something else really stupid. Hey, let me try, Tom said, suddenly no longer afraid. Knickers, he shouted, and more chickens fell over. Chris high-fived Tom. This is a piece of cake, she said. Help us, Felicity. Hmm, okay, she said. She coughed, then bellowed a very bad word. I've never heard that one before, Chris said to Tom as they watched a huge number of zombie chicken breasts fall over. Several curse words later, and they were surrounded by normal, unmoving chicken breasts. Well, I think that's all of them, said Chris. That wasn't bad for a night's work. Ha, they thought they had me surrounded for a moment. Bet they didn't expect me to yell poop like that, Tom said with newly found confidence. Yeah, and when I took down a whole load of them with three farts, Chris said. Felicity tutted. Children, she said, shaking her head. I think we'd better go home, said Tom. Our parents will be worrying. Yeah, said Chris. Today's mystery is solved, and surely there'll be another one tomorrow. We need our rest. No, it wasn't, said Felicity. What? Chris said, turning around. Today's mystery wasn't solved. So, we defeated the horde of zombie chickens. But why zombie chickens? And who was controlling them? I know, said Tom. It was a butcher. He always looked a bit suspicious to me. But why would a butcher make zombie chickens run amok around town? Asked Felicity. Uh, to get revenge on his enemies? Tom hazarded. That would make sense, said Chris. We were browsing in his shop yesterday. He didn't seem too happy about that. But what have I done to offend him? Felicity asked. They were chasing me too. I'm a vegetarian. I've never even stepped foot in the butcher's shop. Hey, and besides, why would a butcher use zombie chickens? That'd be really stupid, getting all his stock dirty with them prowling and shambling round the streets. Chris shrugged. Maybe you ordered too many or something, she suggested. We will get to the bottom of this, but that's something for another day. If I don't get home real soon, my mum will kill me. See you guys later. She waved and ran off. Hey, wait for me, Tom yelled, running after her. I don't want to walk home by myself in the dark. Felicity idly kicked her now motionless chicken breast. She was sure she hadn't imagined it, but it was the sort of thing that people would think you were crazy for seeing, so she decided it would be best if she kept it to herself. It was a strange thing to happen, though. Zombie chickens. She laughed. It was ridiculous. Chris sat at the kitchen table the following morning, eating breakfast and thinking thoughts of zombie chicken breasts. The television was on, and the news was just starting. The second story made her look up and take notice. The reporter had mentioned a strange plague of chicken breasts which had descended on Little Old Haven overnight. She watched intently as images of a whole street covered with chicken breasts were shown. Some stray dogs and cats had come to take advantage of the free food, and people were standing outside of their houses, staring at the scene. She spotted the reporters from the Little Old Haven Bonanza. Howard was trying and failing to get the attention of the news correspondent, and Tinhead Mike grinned and waved at the camera. Apparently Mr Oppenheimer the butcher had reported dozens of chickens missing, but had denied any connection to the plague, as they were calling it. 
Chris felt a bit disappointed that she, Tom and Felicity hadn't got the kudos they deserved for defeating them. Thanks to her and her friends, the town was merely covered in chicken breasts, not being stalked by zombie chickens. Felicity called a little while later. She didn't say a lot, but she did mention what her mother said to her. Mrs Burgess had said that this was definitely not because of a spell that she'd done that were backfired. Chris guessed they would probably never find out what was going on that strange night. Maybe some things were best left a mystery. The Little Old Haven Mysteries is written and narrated by Rebecca Finch. Sound design by Matthew Duddington and music by Peter Finch. Peter Finch.